Hey everybody, it's Ryan Fontenot here again with the One Million Cent Podcast, where our aim, our goal is to train a million teenagers around the globe to share the gospel by 2030, because here's what we know. The best way to reach the next generation is to equip the next generation to reach the next generation. So that's what we're here for. So whether you are a pastor, a leader, a teenager, mom, dad, even maybe grandparents, we're so excited you're here. And I've got an amazing guest on here today with me. I can't believe this is happening, but I have one of the OGs. And I don't mean old. I didn't say old. I said OGs. This man has been at it and uh, for for, for a long time in student ministry, he has seen three decades of student ministry where he's at right now. I can't wait for you to meet my friend, Grant Bird. How you doing, my friend? You doing good today? Yeah, I'm doing good, Ryan. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Awesome. Grant, would you just say just a little bit? Uh, I, I have no doubt for watching this or listening. A lot of them know who you are. Uh, but also, man, there's there's some that don't. So would you just kind of tell us who you are, where you're at, what in the world do you do for life? Oh man, well I'm 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 blessed to be on here, buddy. I'm I'm a I'm a youth pastor. I've been a youth pastor basically my whole life. I I love teenagers. I don't know why God gave me a love for teenagers, but He did, and um, I enjoy doing it. I've I've served in um, in churches. For 41 years as a youth pastor, and um, it's just a lot of lot of fun. People ask me all the time, "How long can I do it?" I said, "Well, at least at least this age." And um, I, I'm <laughs> enjoying. Right. I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I I enjoy what I'm doing now. I, um, I'm sure it's slower than I was, but I sure enjoy it. I um, I'm married to a beautiful woman. I don't know why she still stays with me. Uh, we've been married 33 years, and then I have a son who's a uh, a music minister up uh, close to me, and he's married to um, his name's Keegan. Her name's Victoria. They're doing great. And then I have a daughter who's just finished um, college uh, last year. She serves at a church in Melissa, and also at a missions organization, and and uh, wants to do missions. And uh, so I'm I am just grateful, to God. He's been nothing but good to. Me. Wow, bro, that is. That's a man. There's a lot there. We're going to unpack some of that, man. That is that is amazing. So you serve in McKinney, Texas, and uh, man, it is just we're we're kind of in the same. We're not. Well, for those of you who don't know, we're Dallas Fort Worth. We call that the Metroplex. But he's on one side, and I'm on the other side. Literally, he's in McKinney above Dallas. I'm in I'm I'm in North Fort Worth. So we're we're kind of across the the way from each other. But uh, we don't always get to hang out. But man, I'm honored to get to do this today uh, with you. And uh, so, man, I always like to start out with a few rapid fire questions. Most of these have nothing to do with anything, man. They're just a little bit of fun. So when it comes to your favorite drink, is it a coffee or is it an energy, energy drink guy? Which one are you? Diet Dr. Pepper. I drink Diet Dr. Pepper. Oh, let's go. That's all I drink. So um, I, I tell them it's just water. It's colored water. Exactly. But yeah, you have the same theory I do on that. It's like. My wife's like, you need to drink more water. I'm like, have you seen the ingredients in this? It's this water. <laughs> exactly. That's what it is. Okay. Diet Dr. Pepper for all our listeners out there. If you're looking to give Grant a great Grant gift, uh, this would be a... <laughs> All right. So speaking of Diet Dr. Pepper, are you a morning guy 
kind of a midday guy or are you a night owl? Which one are you? Well, I, that's changed a lot. I used to say I was a morning and a night owl because I love both those afternoons. I, I don't like but Now I think, man, I'm a lot more of a morning guy than I was, and I'm a night guy. And I like to stay up late when there's something to do, but if I'm sitting down watching TV, I'm out. So I'm morning <laughs> now, I'll say. Oh, I hear you, man. I hear you. I, I'm the same about midday, man. Like uh, after lunch, about one thirty, dude. I need like a ten minute nap or something. Yeah. And I'm not. It's not my most productive time. And I have to. I've I've learned don't plan anything that's important during that time. <laughs> so, well, let me ask you this, man. I know you traveled a lot uh, in ministry and life, probably. Uh, what, what's your preference? Are you kind of a drive on the drive there, or man, I want to fly there and get there? Which one are you? Oh, I fly. I don't like to drive at all. In fact, I don't drive. Um, I, my dad and brother used to make fun of me because uh, Jill, my wife, drives and I read. And she doesn't like to read or can't read whenever we drive. And so I sit yeah. the faster side, like driving Miss Daisy and, and read and read to her sometimes. But I would much rather fly. I fly everywhere. I can. That's right, man. Amen to that. Amen to that. You probably, uh, after all the miles you, you've written, you made, you probably got an education just in the car, right? So that's <laughs> all. That's awesome. So, man, it's, uh, you know, we're recording this right now and, and it's winter time. So uh, what what's what's your favorite season? Winter, spring, summer, fall? Which one are you? I think, uh, well, summer, I'm, uh, I I enjoy summers, but boy, they wear me out. So I think I would say spring's my favorite. I just love the, the things getting green. I like the, I have an old Jeep and so that top comes off that Jeep. That's just time. So, yeah, spring. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You got to take me for riding that one day, man. So I love it. I love it. <laughs> so speaking of seasons, you know, the spring and stuff like that, or if you had to choose beach or mountains, man, which one would it be? Um, I end up going to the to the beach a lot more. And I hate the beach, but I love my wife. So <laughs> I, I say uh, mountains by far is my favorite, but I end okay. up going to the beach a lot. Yeah, I got you. you. You know, with the beard, man, you look like a mountain guy. I like that. So <laughs> I like, but, but you also like being married. So I love that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll do, we'll maybe do a little bit more spiritual here, man. Uh, Old Testament or New Testament? What's your preference? Oh, uh, I, I, some of the stories in the Old Testament are just amazing. Um, yeah. And so I, I think probably New Testament is my favorite, but I love to teach out of the Old Testament because okay. most of my, my kids don't know the stories. And so yeah. I can just tell the story and say, Here, here's what happened. This is this is history. And uh, yeah. it's just really cool. I love it. Man. I love that. And uh, that's, man, we could probably jump into that here in a minute, but you've probably seen over your life in ministry, the biblical, you know, literacy, I guess you could say, even as just, you know, continue to decrease over what you said. They don't know the stories, you know, like you're like, how do you not? Oh, this you lost. It's a different day, so let's go. All right. Well, speaking of uh, the Bible, uh, let's talk about the New Testament for a second. You know, the four Gospels: Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They're all a little bit different. They all write a little bit different. Uh, so, hey, which which one are you, man? Which, which what's your go to Gospel? Yeah, it's uh, it's funny you ask that. We I'm doing a I have two little um small groups called D teams with some yeah. boys, um, and we're reading a chapter a day and then we'll do the here method like we say highlight explain apply and respond and uh man it is so it's been so good we meet every other week uh with each one of them and yeah. so then they talk through it and um so i had a chance to kind of 
read through that a lot more and to think about it a lot more. And then they teach me as we talk through it and ask questions. But I think um, I always tell people to read John, you know, because it's just such a, a good one. But I, I believe I like Luke. I believe I like to read Luke. Um, All right. He writes and stuff. I believe that's a, it's, it's some of those things that he says that I kind of connect with a little bit more. That's cool. Hey, Grant, I've got an idea here uh, that, uh, that as I've asked that question to different, different uh, people, uh, like, I believe you could say, hey, which gospel do you like most, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John? And we could probably form a personality. Because <laughs> you said earlier, you're a reader, you like to read, you do stuff like that. Luke's that kind of guy, he's a historian, a researcher, you know. Yeah. I, I like Mark, he's like, here's what happened, just get to the point. We, like, like, yeah. I like that guy. <laughs> I, I I don't know, man. We may need to work on that together. Figure out how. Very true. Yeah, there's so many of those personality tests. That'd be a good. Yeah, this would be good. Like, like, yeah, exactly. So, well, man, this is the last quick question I have for you. This has nothing to do with anything, and and I don't want you to answer it right now because we're going to circle right. back at the very end. Uh, but but man, I just got to know. People want to know. They're asking. They're begging. Is Grant a dog guy or a cat guy? Don't answer right now. <laughs> but uh. But this has been a fun question. So listen, hey, as you're watching this or listening to it, if you have the ability, hey, put in the comment, what do you think right now? Do you think Grant is a dog guy or a cat guy? We'll circle back at the end and uh, and see what it is. I, I honestly, uh, I'm kind of 50-50 on my choices, man. I miss, I've missed a lot. So uh, I'm not even going to guess. <laughs> so Grant, you said this, man. You've been in student ministry for 41 years. Is that what you said? That was your said, bro. Uh, Forty-one years. Um, that's four decades. That's amazing. What what a what a blessing. Now, what people may not know is that you've been. You just told me thirty-one of those years at this church you're at right now, same church. Right. That's that's unheard of for everybody who doesn't know, right? Like like that doesn't happen. You are looking at an anomaly right here, right? You're looking. You're you're looking at not a goat right here, right? Like you're a guy who's stuck and stayed and got caught you to a place you've been there. But uh so so I know people that, that are gonna watch this or listen to this, some of them uh are teenagers and they may feel called to ministry. Uh some of them are youth pastors and they're ready to quit or they're trying to move on. Um or then maybe they're like, hey I want that's what I want to aspire to to be in a place. Um but can you tell us, Grant, how did you get to where you are? How did you get into ministry? What was kind of the way God led you into this whole ministry thing? Is it something very early on in life, Pam, will be after? Or how'd that come about here? Sure. Well, um, I was, I mean, I grew up and my, my parents um, loved the Lord and they went to church and, and, and my mom's still alive and still still does. And, um, and I guess... Uh, I was 15 or right at 15 and I was on a, a youth choir tour, tour uh, thing and, and God had called me on that thing. Now, I didn't understand what he was doing, but, but he was speaking to me and, and um, I tried my best to figure out what that was. And I asked everybody, all the adults on the trip, what's going on, what is happening, what I don't understand. And nobody could really help me except one lady, the, the music minister's wife said, you know, maybe, maybe God is telling you something to do later on and not right now because i thought there was something in my life that god wanted me to change or do or fix or i didn't just just didn't know and so um I, that made sense to me so after after she said that i, I went on just kind of blew it off and then um 
I went on to to uh, college. I went to Texas A&M University for the first year and a half. And when I was there, I I loved a and I still do. But um, I did not. I wasn't supposed to be there. And uh, I just felt really alone as a, as a as a uh, kid. I felt like I wasn't doing anything wrong. I, like I wasn't drinking or partying or whatever. But I wasn't doing anything right. I wouldn't follow the Lord. I wasn't being a witness. I wouldn't do anything. I just was kind of just kind of stagnant. And um, boy, I, I had a, um, just a meeting with the guy. Just uh, we went over to his dorm. We were just sitting around talking, and and um, God just really spoke to me during that time and said, "You you need to. Um, this is not what I have for you. I've I've, I've called you to ministry, and and um, through that that guy, God really just kind of compared it not. I said, man, I'm supposed to be somewhere else. So I transferred over to East Texas Baptist. Let's go. I loved it. And at the time when I went, I thought that's the dumbest thing I've ever done because here I was at AM and there's everything in the world to do at every moment. And you go to E2B and you have to figure out things to do that are fun, which is uh, right up my alley. But then also uh, it ended up leading me to uh, uh, the the nice word is rambunctiousness. I got I a lot of a lot of um somewhat trouble not not big yeah. trouble. only a little few times of big trouble but all that level studying to be a minister i got more trouble oh, you got. than i did a and him i don't understand <laughs> but um god just continued to lead me and my my mentor uh was a guy named buddy fortenberry he is a guy he's a great man um has really impacted my life and he's one that introduced me to my wife on a blind day he's just uh and most every day, I think he's the greatest thing in the world, um, as yeah. far as that's concerned. Um, that. There's some days that I go, you know, I, I need to dot his eye for what he <laughs> did to me. But 99.9% of the time, he's all. Oh, that's right. But he, he just told me this, and it was a good thing for me as far as ministry goes. After I'd already been called, he said, are you called to you? No, he said, what do you, what do you feel most called to? I said, I, I feel like I'm called to you. I feel like possibly missions, possibly music. Um, because I love and I was involved in all those. And he said, well, which one do you feel like you talk to most? I said, well, I think he's right now. He goes, well, you head toward that with all you got. And he goes, if God wants to change you, he will change you. But um, you can't change you if you're not doing anything. So go do it. So I, I started doing music and I'm, I'm still there. And um, I get a chance to do music. I get a chance to, uh, not so much music anymore, but most time I do uh, missions a lot. Yeah. I mean, our yeah. age has got a lot of missions involved in it. And I'm just uh, I'm just thrilled that God allows me to do that. I've been able to to travel and, and preach in lots of different countries. Um, I'm not a preacher, but I, I get a chance to preach. And but I've preached in about 40 countries. I've been to like 56, uh, and that's all because of God's just good to me. He's just incredibly faithful. And so um, I'm just really grateful that He allows me to to keep serving Him like this. And um, uh, I just want to keep doing it as long as he'll have me. But I I don't know if he wants me to keep doing youth ministry. But people ask me that all the time. How long? How much longer? I don't know. But I'm I'm today. <laughs> no, that's right. I don't know. Yeah, that's right, man. That's right. Hey, I love what you said there that your guy, your your friend, told you. Uh, you know what? What? What do you feel about start doing that? Right? Like start doing if that's what start doing. Right? Just start start where you are. Um, and and I think that's a great um, bit of advice, especially for a lot of people today. I think we can, in our day and time, 
get information paralysis, paralysis by analysis, you know? And so we're like, hey, I'm not going to do anything until I know exactly what I'm supposed to do. Um, that doesn't sound like faith to me at all, right? <laughs> uh, we, what, what God told Abraham, right? Go to a place and I'll show you. Start moving and I'm going to show you where to go. Right. And I think sometimes people trying to figure out their call is a lot of times, hey, start where you are. I always tell students that they're like, hey, how do I get to do what you're doing or how to become a youth pastor or whatever? Start serving where you are. So I think, Ben, that's some incredible advice there. Well, I know God has put inside of you a passion for the next generation. This podcast and our ministry obviously is aimed at going after the next generation, preaching the gospel to them, preparing them to do the same. Um, but we have a passion for that. That's why I love you so much. It's a shared passion for this next generation. So tell me, why why, why are you so passionate about this next generation? No, God put that in you, but, but have you... Uh, what about the next generation excites you or makes you passionate? Well, I think um, the main thing is when I when I talk to adults or I speak to adults, I believe they're um, it's kind of on what you said. They're kind of stuck. You know, there's not a lot they can do sometimes. So unless they get to a crisis moment, they're not they're not ready to do or change or figure out anything. Whereas whereas a student, they're open to say, "Hey, where's what is?" I mean, I'm, I can go wherever God wants me to. So where does God want me to go? What does God want me to do? As far as like, um, I don't know what to do in life. I don't have purpose in life. I, I know your purpose in life. God's got a purpose for you, real specific. I'm, I don't know specifically what he wants, but I know that he has a specific purpose for you. And I think about working with teenagers, they're moldable. They, um, they're ready to, to, to do what God wants them to do regardless. Okay, well, that's going to be a high cost. Okay, I'm ready. Um, whereas adults will stop and measure and figure out everything. I uh, just don't know if I can do that. Uh, but I think I think the young people, the reason why I love working with them is they're exciting. Um, they are encouraging to me, uh, challenging to me. Uh, I'll give you an example. I have that. I have my, my small group with the boys on, uh, on Monday night. So we go to a pizza place. It's our, we were going to do Christmas kind of wrap up and, um, for the uh, December will not be eating and we'll meet again in uh, January. And I said, so let's go to pizza and we'll, we'll have some fun. Usually they make my house where the distractions are limited. So we go there hey. and we're sitting around talking and uh, they're asking questions, you know, and they're, and they're going, you know, this is really good. This is really good. All of a sudden I hear something like, um, it sounds like uh, thumping or something. And I'm like, I don't know what that was. And um, the guy beside me hits the, the guy uh, two down from me, hits the guy beside me. And I said, what'd you hit him for? I said, come on. And he says, uh, did you not hear what he did? He just ripped one. And I said, he come it. Come on, guys. I tried to find new this. And I, so we go on a little bit longer and then we, uh, there's TVs around where I'm telling them, okay, keep, you know, just, let's just focus for a little while. So, um, then I see a couple of them giggling and there's some, some, girl on and on tv that they're laughing at and uh, i'm going okay quit and so then they come back and a guy asks this question that's just incredibly deep and i go god that's such a good question one of the boys that's giggling and I, i'm going that's just so good you know so it's just this all the time but when oh, you have to the, the last thing and one of the boys says you know i've been thinking about this um and i just want to tell you i talked to grant but i want to tell you guys uh, god's called me to ministry and i want to be a minister 
And, I, you know, and then I'd leave there on a high going, man, I would do this every second. You know, 10 minutes ago, I want to kill them and not, not even be with them anymore. And now I'm going, this is the greatest thing. That's working with teams. That's working. I, you know, uh, you've probably read the, the stories of probably the disciples. They weren't 30 year old men, right? They're probably, you know, teenagers there. I just, that, that whole story you just gave right there, I'm like, that was Jesus with his disciples. <laughs> and that was it. I know it was. I know he had to deal with that. <laughs> oh my God. He's like, seriously, Peter, really? <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. I love it. You're right, man. That, 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 that story right there is in a nutshell, student ministry right yeah. there. So, uh, all of you thinking about student ministry, you're like, what is it like that? That's what it's like. <laughs> well, Hey, I know you said, man, and I, and I know this about your ministry, man, y'all are very missions focused and you're very involved in missions and uh, taking the gospel, um, not yet, not just overseas, but also across the street. And, um, and as, as, as a student pastor, I know we want to see students share the gospel again. Um, this 1 million cent initiative is really about training these students to be able to have Jesus conversations in everyday life. And, uh, and so I know if anyone's known you for a while, they know, hey, man, I should tell my friends about Jesus. I should share the gospel. I should invite them to church. But a lot of times, not just the teenagers and adults too, there's this hesitancy. Goes. Um, what are some of maybe the, the roadblocks you've seen in ministry heard from students as to why, what's keeping them these days from sharing or telling or by, I think uh, one of the biggest things that I believe it is, is that Satan has tricked us into thinking that we have to know everything, that we have to be completely um, clear on all the answers that might come at you from, from some kid who, who says, well, what about this? And you don't know. And so you look dumb. I mean, I know it's a, it's kind of a paralyzing fear and he, he's very good at using it all. And um, that's why I think it works in, and and on a mission trip, because you go, okay, I don't know everything. I don't even want to speak the language. So I'm just going to go and tell what I know. And so then you're you're free. And the kids say, oh, it's no big deal. I can do it. But here in, in town, they're, they're saying, oh, I don't know. And I know that he has, he's dealt in this or he's, he's uh, talked to these people and he has questions about this. I don't understand that. What can I do? Or I don't know all the facts and the things that they study in this religion or this whatever and and so it's, it makes them stop and you know i think that's the, the thing um I, I this morning i was talking i uh, reading in bible about the holy spirit um oh the streams of living water that flow out of yeah 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 you know and i think that's not a, a thing that i i work on the springs and i figure out what's going on and so that it'll be able to flow out of me i don't do that yeah. i'm saying god i'm i don't know what to do i just want to talk and so i'm gonna i want to tell him about you so you help me to know what to say. And so the Holy Spirit is what comes out of me. Uh, I, I think if we could, if we could get past that, I think that's a huge deal because then they would just say, well, I'm going to try it. Because once you yeah. try it, once you, once you talk to somebody that you go, you know, why would I not do that all the time? I mean, why would I not tell people? It's great. I mean, uh, uh, the last mission trip we went on, um, that I got a chance to talk to a guy that was just, it seemed so, so, clear or real was the guy looked at me and he goes why why would i not say yes that's the best thing i've ever heard and i'm like i know 
I mean, I, but yeah. we think where well, I'm trying to sell them like a, a really crappy yeah. used car right. instead yeah. of the nicest thing ever. And I'm trying to trick them. And I'm like, yeah. no, I'm not. This is, this is the greatest. So yeah, man. I don't know. I think that's a I love thing. it. Yeah, man. That, that, that fear of not knowing enough or not knowing or being caught. I don't, having to say those words, I don't know, like paralyzes people. Yeah. And, uh, and so that man, we're training people at times. I'm like, hey, just know this: you won't know everything. You'll never know everything. Uh, you will have to say the words, right? right and right. that's okay. Once they realize, oh, it, it's okay not to know everything. Yes, uh, like like we all, oh, you never will. So I mean, that's great. I I love that. So so there's a, a somebody watching this or listening in, and they're like, and I know I, I need to, I need to do it. I need to tell my friend, you know, Ryan about Jesus or whatever. And, um, it, but they're like, how do I start? What's, what's a first step? Maybe someone say, uh, what, what's something very practical? Because man, again, this is something we want to do. We want to just keep it very practical. Um, there's this fear. Okay. I realize I'm not going to do everything. So, so what's the best first step for me? Well, if a teenager came to you and said, man, I want to tell my friend about Jesus. How do I, how do I begin? What, what would you tell them? I would say, I mean, my biggest, big thing I think I like to say is, uh, have you ever thought about God? Do you believe in God? Have you, have you ever thought about that? Um, yeah. Because everybody has. Everybody has. And I'll say, well, tell me what you think. Tell me tell me what you believe about that. Um, yeah. And and let them kind of start. Because once they, once they start saying, you, you can see, okay, they're coming from this perspective or they're coming from yeah. you know, this uh, religion or this uh, you know, kind of mind trick that, that Satan has messed us with. Uh, at least you kind had a kind of have an idea. I think that's a that's a an easy start because that's where we're going. I think yeah. you can always go with a lot easier. Um, um, to to me, one of the things I like to say is, it here lately it's been kind of fresh. Um, I had to do a funeral of a four month old yesterday, just to just a heart wrenching kind of thing. And godly family, godly young couple, both of them grew up in my youth group, and I just love them and. Um, it was a twin, one of the twins. But but in talking about that, I've had a chance to talk to other people and always think about it because they say, oh, it's so sad. I said, well, it's sad, but I guarantee that baby's talking to Jesus now and, and spending time with him has no worries, has to not have to go through anything else. And so talking to him about the eternity is another thing. Have you ever thought about what's going to happen to you when you're yeah. And I think that's an easy question and, and because a lot of times they, they have thought about that a little bit um, sure. and I get them going with, with kind of thinking through that is good way to start too. Yeah. I think man, you're right. Just uh, figuring out how to start that conversation or what I like to talk about is carry that conversation. Right. Um, and that's, that's so good. Those questions, you know what a couple of those questions like, Hey, what do you think about God? Or I, you know, they're top of the talking to somebody. I'm like, hey, you know, if it's somebody I don't know, I used to be like, no, we don't in the district or whatever, but you know, I may say something like this, like, Hey, like I've been thinking about this whole God thing. What do you think about God? And that really does. It starts a conversation. And to your point, and I don't know if y'all picked up on this, but I want you to pick up on it. Uh, Grant said, listen to how they answer. Like a lot of times when we're talking, we're already thinking about what we're going to say next. Don't think about what you're going to say next, right? Like listen to how they answer because where they come from is really going to determine where, how, how you take that next step. So that's, that's so good, man. Thank you for those two. Uh, the, the Trinity questions are great ones too. Hey, you know, especially in times of loss, you know, hey, what do you think happens, Brandon, when you die? Because it's 
hundred percent of us, it happens, right? So um, that's those are great, man. Thank you for super practical, man. Hey, by the way, if you are watching or listening and uh, you want to learn how to share the gospel very simply, uh, very plainly, just go to onebillioncents.com. We have free training on there. Um, if you want to get trained, if you're a leader and you want to train others, we have free training for you to leverage on there as well for your group. Your, your, maybe you have a group like Grant has there. Maybe you have a, a small group you lead or your youth pastor. Maybe you're bivocational and you're like, man, I just... I need, I need like four Wednesday night help. And we got videos on there that you can leverage and um, just, it's all free. So go check that out at one million cents.com. So uh, great. You know, the whole goal of this podcast is really to equip and inspire uh, this next generation to go tell the world about Jesus. And I know in four decades of student ministry, you have more stories than we have space to record on right here. Uh, but, but man, I would love to just hear a story that, uh, of a student or maybe even an adult volunteer or whatever, when uh, that you remember when they, when they, when I like to say, man, they got it. They were like, oh, they, they, maybe it was when they trusted Christ and they were far from God. Maybe they were already a Christian and they realized, oh, man, and they started living on mission like the lights. It just switched. So, Keith, do you have a story like that you could share with us, maybe, maybe to inspire some people who are watching this? I, I was just trying to think. Um, uh, there's a lot of people that that kind of jump through my mind. Uh, I think the, the the one that I would share the most uh, that impresses me was was a he was a kid at that time was about I want to say seventh grader, and um, and he just we we were having kind of a um, like a a couple of nights of of uh, a guy like Ryan coming in and telling about um, Jesus, and we just told our kids to come, and he just said, man. I I'm going to tell my my football team I'm going to I'm going to invite them to come and um it wasn't so that he would be well liked he was very well liked uh but it was because he didn't want his friends to spend eternity without Jesus and yeah. and so he just kept inviting them and I I still remember um him walking down to the front with some of his uh, some of his buddies just grinning ear to ear because they wanted to to say yes. And he'd been talking to him, and, and as I was watching it during the thing, and I was about to get on to him because he was talking to during during church, and I realized that he was sharing his faith during that time and saying, "Yeah, you got to go, come on." And so he was bringing those boys down to the front, and it became a uh, for him, it became just a, a kind of a, a a light switch. He just started saying, "Man, I'm gonna I'm gonna start telling people, and I'm gonna go on." mission and i'm gonna be doing this and and it really just um his name is trevor and it just a just a a great um i just think a move of god that i just saw him keep doing things for god because once you taste that and you say man i i I led my friend and he knows jesus i can't help but do it more i mean it's just the greatest thing in the world and so i want to do it more and more and that's that's what i saw after trevor it just was it was a continual thing I love it. I, I mean, you have those. Uh, we, I, you know, there's a, what I say is like moments create movements, right? And what you saw from it is like that moment and just sparked the movement in his life and in those boys' lives. And when he realized, man, I can this, right? There's a difference in 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 knowing I should do this versus man, I can. So we can only do it because the power of the Holy Spirit in us. But wow, then we realize, oh wait, I, I can fight. 
say, I, I can tell them about Jesus. I can share my story. Man, I can be witness. Um, and that that light bulb moment, man, that's what it's all about. So I hope hope that's encouraging to you guys and ladies that are listening. You know, what that that you can do this. Uh, that 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 if you are in Christ, Christ is in you. Uh, you can do this, right? And uh, so thank you for sharing that, Grant. And man, thanks for taking time to be on here today. Um, listen, as we talked, I know um, every time somebody listens or watches, they kind of resonate with people. And uh, maybe there's some people who resonate with you today and they'd love to make keep up with you, maybe even connect. What's the best way for people to do that? Um, if they, um, they just want to, uh, to talk to me through email. That's probably the easiest way. It's, uh, and that'd be granite first com F R S T D N C K I N N E Y.com. And, right. um, I mean, we have our, our youth group is called the youth quake. And so, uh, we have a thing and that's a, that's a little thing. But when we first started, we said, shake it McKinney with Jesus like that. And then after the first year, I was like, that's not what God called me to do. God, God didn't call us as a youth group to do that. And so we scratched out McKinney, left it on there, but scratched it out with the world. So, um, yeah. we've been, ah. been that way, but anyway, so youthquakerocks.com is, is our a really it. crappy website that you can look at. <laughs> I love it. Youthquakerocks.com. I love that, man. And grant at firstmckinney.com. Right. I'm telling you, if you're a youth pastor and uh, you just need maybe some advice, you need some wisdom, you have a question, I know Grant um, is a great guy to reach out to. Um, and uh, I, I, I've been to his student ministry. I've been to his church. He's doing a phenomenal job. And uh, man, thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for just being a brother. Um, uh, it's encouraging to me always, as I told you earlier, man, even though we're not always beat up here from afar, we get to watch each other's. Thank you, man, for your encouragement to me and my life and my family in the street. But man, before we leave, we've got to come back to the question everybody's been wondering, man, about you, Grant. Are you a dog guy or a cat guy? Grant, let us know. I mean, come on! How in the world could I could I like cats? I I like dogs. <laughs> now I do say this. Um, I used to tell the kids that get mad at me when I make fun of cats. I say, no, no, I like cats. They taste like chicken. Oh my! <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. I do it. Some scars. Like here we go. We're gonna eat some cat right now, man. I love it. I love it. Grant, thank you for being a dog guy, my friend. And I, I love it. I knew I liked you. The beard, the mountains, the dog, the cheap. I was like, there's no way this guy is a cat guy. No way. <laughs> well, man, I love you. Thank you for what you're doing. And everybody, thank Yeah, man. Thank you for tuning in today, everyone. I hope you were encouraged by this. And if you were, don't forget to subscribe and follow wherever you're watching or listening to this. And share this out with somebody. You may know somebody. When Grant was sharing something, you were like, oh, man, so-and-so needs to hear this. That was the Holy Spirit in you going, hey, share this with them. So make sure you share it with them. Let somebody know. Hey, don't forget, go check out com if you need training or want to train others. And don't forget this. As I always like to say, today is a great day to tell someone about Jesus. So let's go. 